We have Bruce live in the locker room in Tallahassee celebrating on the field with the Flores <laughs> Twenty-seven straight points for for Clemson tonight. Like you said, you can't. You're not going to win games like that. You, it, it can't happen. And, and I don't know why. Like we were able to run the ball so well in the first half, to, especially to the left side, and then all of a sudden we started to abandon it. And like I said, it, there is something inconsistent. How are they going to approach this game? How are they going to beat this Florida State team? Well, we're going to break you guys. Um, and, and okay, I, that's it. The show's <laughs> over. In, 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 in the story, we're going to break you guys. Look, and, and I, I'm joking, but it's true. Lord, the climb, the climb continues, KB. Oh my okay. God! I am sweating. I am... Look, look at my heart. Look, uh, look, 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 look. You know what? Yeah, I, I, I am that his his roommate, his roommate was drafted in the NFL. He's a very famous football player. I'm not gonna name him. Oh, I, I remember his name, Jack Lambert. You ever heard of Jack Lambert with the Pittsburgh Steelers? Okay, okay, Jack Lambert with the Pittsburgh. His roommate in college helped negotiate his deal when he was drafted. All right, and welcome back to another episode live of Simple Sideline 365. As always, I am KB, and with me sometimes, sometimes always, is the old man, a.k.a. Bruce, how is it going, everyone? Thanks for joining us on that Friday night. I know there's preseason football going on. We didn't know who's going to show up. NFL's ramping back up, but that means that college football is also ramping back up, which is the good news. Uh, and also, we don't have to watch baseball. Sorry if I'm offending any baseball fans out there. Just not what? my thing. I also live uh, in a town of horrible baseball teams. So, uh, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, we're back, and we're going to be discussing LSU in a little early preview show for you. Uh, we hope to have a, a you know an LSU person on a week before the show, but we wanted to get one as the old man's going to be traveling here in a couple of weeks for a couple of weeks. So we wanted to do a, a combined show here so we could break down the matchups together, get a little debate. Uh, we'll see if there's a debate on some of these issues uh, concerning LSU and them being favored going into this matchup. But we'll break it down tonight. We'll get your questions, hopefully, in the chat. Let us know in the chat how you're doing, how you feel about this game, and as we go through position by position, uh, if you agree with us or if you don't. Uh, but before we get started, uh, how's it going, old man? How How is the Friday night going for you? Well, you just said whether there'll be some debate tonight. Well, there's already debate because you picked Florida State to lose in our previous show, and I picked Florida State to win, buddy. So we already got debate going on. All right. So, yeah, so it's going to be, it's going to be debate. There's no doubt about that. But yeah, everything's good. It's like 98. This is important. It's like 98 degrees feels like 105 down here today. Okay. And Orlando is just an hour and a half, two hours from me. And so it's going to be a hot mess there. So the players and everybody better get ready. But before we get started, I've got to tell you. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, God. 
the best. This oh. gets me, this is going to get me through this debate. You ever have one of these? Now, I don't go all in for all that sugar. It's the mini size. It's the mini size. These Old things. Are candy. They always have their candy. These where's, things. Uh, where's the Werther's original? The, the, you know, your, your suckers. <laughs> these things are the best. And if anybody out there thinks they got something better than the almond mini, almond mini mounds, almond with the almond in it now. Okay. Oh, the we best. We need to move on. We need to move on. All right. Let's go to the chat if you are almond joy or the whatever the other one is. Almond no. Mm. Or the one without almonds in it. All right. So what, what spurred this early conversation, obviously, with the old man traveling, we wanted to do it. But I didn't know that the odds were so stacked, apparently, in Florida State's against Florida State's favor. I know I picked them in the preview show, the season preview show, last week when we did that live. I know I picked Florida State in a mild, close, but mild up, or loss. Uh, and I picked LSU to win that game. Old man picked FSU. But as you can see on the projection screen, ESPN has a matchup predictor at almost 70% in LSU's wow. favor. I thought that was super interesting. I, I didn't think yeah. – I don't think anyone – it's a two-and-a-half-point spread right now. Um, and, of course, ESPN has their analytic – ESPN analytics, which I don't put a lot of stock into. I, I don't know what that actually means uh, because they obviously don't yeah, list yeah. out what, what metrics play into their analytics right there. Um, it's just a number. Um, but I, I thought that number was pretty staggering considering this was a – it came down to a field goal block, or an extra point block last year. Uh, and for most of that game, Florida State dominated that, especially in the first half. So, yeah, and this is what kind of spurred us to want to do this show pretty quickly because I, I thought that number stood out to me. What, you know, in the, in the, what we're going to do tonight, we're going to go down position group by position group, give our rating on who has the edge in it, and then we'll give our a wrap-up on what to expect. But uh, like I said, give us your thoughts. What do you guys think about this number? Do you think it should be skewed the other way? Do you think it should be Florida State, 68%? Because I think I think it should be like 49-51 uh, in favor of maybe LSU, maybe Florida State. I, I could go either way, but I, I think this number is absurd. I, I don't know where they get it from. Based on, just just solely based on how much co uh, uh, production Florida State has coming back this season. Remember, let's all remember this stat, and, and I think people are forgetting about that. Florida State is returning 79% of their production from last year. That is one of the highest in the nation, as you can see there, but highest in power rank in terms of what did that production do for you last year, right? It was not just, you know, you could return a lot of players, but if they're garbage, that doesn't really help. You need to turn out like Colorado. They had to cut all those guys because a lot of them returned. So with Florida State, no, this is actually quality returners coming back who are going to contribute to again, plus all the, the quality transfers you got in. So, this is what surprised me about that stat, and this is why I think it'll be a very, very interesting matchup uh, in a couple of weeks here uh, over the Labor Day weekend. So, you ready to dive into it? Are you ready to see what we're going to talk about? Oh, yeah, I got, I, I got a lot of comments. I don't know about our viewers, uh, but let me tell you this, viewers. If you're watching that preseason mess, there's not much to see in preseason, okay? There is no preseason in uh in college football what i would like to see before we get into this matchup is and i've said this a year ago and you know i said this why doesn't colleges why don't they pair up with someone locally or nearby or within easy transportation and scrimmage even if you scrimmage seven on seven or just offense against defenders in the passing game something like that they do it at the elementary football level. They do it at high school. 
they do it at the pros. I don't get it, but that would make it more exciting. So leave the preseason NFL. It's not that big a deal. Come on over and listen to us. Now, here's the deal. Here's my initial thoughts, and then we'll go play by play. This game's 7.30. 7.30, Sunday night, September the 3rd. We're playing on pro day, basically. You know, the colleges don't normally play on that day. I, I believe it's the only game on Sunday. I think it's the only game on Sunday night, for sure. There are some games on Saturday, I think. Maybe a game on Thursday. Uh, but... In Orlando Camping World, as I said, it is going to be hot as hell. Yeah. And whatever players, whatever players can stand up best to this and have good rotations, we're going to find out how much depth these teams have. And I'll talk about that soon. LSU will come in number five in the USA Today coaches poll. Florida State comes in number eight. Number eight. Okay. Uh, uh, in these early rankings, which to me mean basically nothing. Just play each game, win each of your games, you'll get plenty of rankings. Georgia Tech's number one, Michigan's number two, Alabama's number three. No big surprises there. So, given that, we can jump into these positions and break it down. But I'll tell you what, I'm going to show you why Florida State is going to win this game. And I'm going to tell you why LSU is going to lose this game. Let's go into it. So, as you can see here, I have all the position groups broken down. We got everything from quarterbacks to special teams. We'll go row by row, give our thoughts, give our discussions on who we think is favored in the matchup. And hopefully, your points should add up to FSU. Maybe they won't. We'll find out. Do we think, which team do we think by points or by dots in this case, logos, do we think has the edge at the end of this game? And then we'll give our final thoughts at the end. Like we said, give us your comments on each of the position groups as we go through them. And uh, let us know if you agree or disagree with us. So let's start, obviously, with the quarterback group. I, we saw a quarterback uh, battle last year. Florida State started hot with Ontario Wilson uh, in his play. You, you, you saw a lot of contrib uh, contributors last year in that game. Uh, big plays from Jordan Travis to start the game. A little bit of a cool down in the second half there. But all, the, all around, Jaden Daniels then came alive in the second half, primarily using his legs to open up his passing game, over 100 yards passing, 200 yards, uh, 200 yards passing, 100 yards rushing. Uh, both quarterbacks were very lively uh, last year. So I'll start with you, old man. What do you think about this matchup in terms of quarterbacks? Who has the edge in this in this game? Well, you know, if, if we were just ranking, if we were just ranking the starting quarterbacks in this game, all right, it's pretty pretty even. Now. You've got to give some credit here to Jaden Daniels from LSU. This kid is now, he started, I, th I think he started, or he played a lot in three years at Arizona State. And then he comes over to LSU for his first year. And he has a pretty damn good year. They win 10 games. Yeah. This guy can throw the ball. I, don't, I, th I question his accuracy now and then. I question some of his decision-making now and then. But he's got legs, too. He can do it all, and he can create real problems, yep. real problems for any defense. Yep. So that gives me uh, gives me some concern. Well, our quarterback, you know, can do the same thing. Jordan Travis is it's almost like a mirror to this guy. So they're both highly ranked this year. They're both maybe fighting for a Heisman Trophy, you know, through the course of the season. 
it's real close. It's hard for me not to put the Florida State sticker on the quarterback side. And the reason I'm going to give a slight edge, I hate to do this. I'm going to call it a tie, maybe a slight nudge to LSU. You know why? You know why, KB? It's because if either one of these quarterbacks goes down for a significant period of time, LSU has a guy that is a little bit more, I think a little bit more experienced, not a lot, but a little bit more experienced, I think may have a little bit more steady hand than Tate Rodemaker. Okay? Now, some fans out there may argue with that, but this is a very close one. I don't know if I can half the, 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 the helmet you have there and put it as a tie, but... You know, I, I, I get concerned if Jordan Travis goes down and in a game like this, anybody could go down, especially the quarterbacks in this heat with cramps or whatever. So to me, a slight nudge, slight nudge to LSU based on backup strength, and that's it. Yeah, I, I think that, I think I think starter-wise, I do think Jordan Travis has a slight edge over Jaden Daniels. I think Jordan Travis... Shown last year, he has a little bit more accuracy with his throws deep. Um, I, I, I agree with you. I think they both have incredible athleticism using their legs and use them well. Um, it, actually, but in, in, in the, the first few weeks of last year, it, it seemed like Jordan Travis kind of refused to use, use his legs a lot. Uh, and then it started to come on towards the end of the year, um, which was interesting. But I, I do think if we were just looking start to starter, I would give the edge to Jordan Travis. But as you said, as a group, and we're looking at positional groups, I do agree with you. Garrett Nussmeyer at, at LSU, I think he has more career yards than the entire, you know, the entire uh, uh, roster, uh, quarterback roster uh, of Florida State combined, um, which is which is a lot. Um, so I, I to that point, and, and like you said, if heaven forbid and help us, if, if Jordan Travis were to get hurt, uh, Nussmeyer has the experience. He's thrown for, I, I think, over in his career over – you know, a thousand yards in 2021. He, he had uh, a good amount of yards in, in, you know, first career. I think he's got over 8,600 yards or something like that. Um, or something, uh, something to that. But he's got experience. And that's the big thing, like to your point. Um, I would be, I would be a little scared to have to face him if we had to go back up to backup. Uh, and if we had to go to Tate, he did show up in the uh, at Louisville game. Like that's the thing I don't want to take away from him uh, at all. So if we had to go back the backup, I, I would be a little scared. But I, 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 I do give the edge to the group in terms of LSU. So that, so I'll agree with you there, and I'll go, I'll go LSU uh, in the positional group. For and you know, you know what? To add to that, to your point and my point, is basically, and I've been listening to a lot of Brian Kelly tape. Uh, they're still calling that a competition. I mean, everybody believes that Jaden Daniels is going to be the man. I mean, it's hard to say he's not going to be the man because he's already been put on the Davey O'Brien award watch list. It'd be kind of bad to lose the competition and be on that on that list, as well as the Walter Camp award watch list, which, which, uh, which you know, I mean, Jordan Travis has his honors coming in as well. So it's pretty, pretty close there. Yeah. And, and I'll say, like I said, uh, in high school, he threw for 8,600 yards, which I was referencing there. But 
you know, he, he played against Georgia. Nussmeyer played against Georgia last year and threw for almost 300 yards and two touchdowns. So, I mean, that's the highest competition you can get across the board. And Tate hasn't played in a level like that or in, in a game scenario like that. But I, they're both they're both young guys. Um, like you said, Nussmeyer is highly regarded, right? He was a guy, like you said, who was potentially fighting for that role. The starting. Well, he almost one. transferred out, too. Yeah, exactly. He almost went to another Power 5 program where he thought he could start. Exactly. He is not happy sitting on the sidelines exactly. he is not happy sitting on the sidelines but That's he is more sure. one-dimensional than Jaden daniels so but I, like you said I think oh yeah he's more he's the more classic drop back passer run only if necessary yeah. you know scramble type but yeah. he's not as dangerous as uh as Jaden daniels so we'll give a slight edge uh to lsu we'll agree on that all right next one uh, Trash Talk TV, we're just going through positional groups right now. We just went through quarterbacks and go row by row positional groups and give our opinion on, on who wins each. And then we'll total them at the end and give our final thoughts. But we're, let us know your thoughts on these groups. That we we're go just getting started. We're just getting started. Yeah. Just getting started. All right, running backs. So this is an interesting one. Last year in the game, as you recall, Florida State really didn't get the run game going. I mean, they did, but from a number of people, right? You had 132 rushing yards. But you didn't run it effectively. You know, you only you ran it for under 3.5 yards per carry, I believe, one touchdown. Trey Benson really wasn't featured. He was still, you know, new player, transferred in, wasn't, you know, only got like five, six carries, I believe it was. The guy who was your leading yardage guy, leading carrier, is gone. He's at Kansas State. Treshawn Ward is gone. So he's not gonna obviously be a factor in this game. And you could say he was the guy probably with the most wiggle, you know, in, in terms of guy you know who could live in the pocket of all your running backs you could maybe throw a 12 philly in there but Trayshawn ward had that kind of uh, wiggle factor to him in the in the running game uh for lsu on their side uh they return guys like you know Jaden daniels obviously was their leading rusher but running backs wise they couldn't get it going either Jaden daniels was their leading rusher last year with over 100 yards uh, rushing the ball at some yards per carry so going into this who do you give the old man uh edge to in terms of the running back room talent-wise and potential production-wise in this game? Uh, for me, this is an easy one. I give Florida State clearly the edge here. Uh, the, re the reason is I think we have more experience there. We have Trey Benson there who's, who's getting all kind of applause up front, uh, getting a lot of recognition up front. Uh, there's very little doubt to me that we have the edge there with Trey Benson, Tia Feely, if he has to go back there, and we could see a big surprise from Rodney Hill. Now, there will be rotation there. Yeah. There will be rotation from both LSU and Florida State. Without the rotation, you cannot give these guys in this type of heat and humidity 20 carries. You're not going to see that. Yeah. So expect to see fresh backs throughout the evening. Hopefully, hopefully they'll be able to hold on to the football on the Florida State side as well as the LSU. Now, in terms of LSU... Uh, I just, I'm not, I'm not thrilled by, by what they have coming back. Now, they have Logan Diggs, who came in from Notre Dame, okay? Kelly, Brian Kelly was well aware of this kid. He brought him in from Notre Dame. He had 1,000 yards at Notre Dame. Yeah. So he could be the surprise. So he can turn it on. He's played against good competition. This game's not going to scare him. It's not like he hasn't ever touched the, touched the ball before. So he could have an impact in this game, but I like Florida State's chances. Give Florida State clearly the running back post. 
Yeah, and, and that's a good call on the transfer because, he, like you said, he he's a thousand yard carrier. Um, LSU is much of a committee, sort of like Florida State. They have three guys. You know, they they bring back Emory, John Emory, Noah Kane, who's the kind of incumbent starter um, again, and he played in the last game, but just really didn't get it going. Um, and Josh Williams. So all three of those guys are back uh, for another year, but none of them cracked over 600 yards. They just combined had five, you know, Josh, Kane, Josh Williams, I believe it was, had, a, you know, had the highest close to 600 yards last year. So it's kind of a running back by committee kind of thing. And they you know, keep them fresh. But to your point, I think Florida State, depth-wise, just with Trey Benson alone, it in terms of all the running backs that they're stacked up one to 10, I think talent-wise and production-wise, Trey is the top guy. And then behind him with, with uh, Rodney Hill, Total Philly, Kaziah, uh, uh, Campbell, you have the talent. You have the better talent running back wise. Now, and I think it tips the scale. I think Trey Benson tips that scale. It, it, without him and what he did last year and what he showed everyone by taking over that role, I, I think he would be an LSU's favorite. But he showed last year that he can be the bell cow running back. And that that allowed you to, to lose Trayshawn Ward to Kansas State, right? If he didn't show that off towards the end of the year and start to take 16 to 25 carries last year, then I would have been more scared. I would say LSU definitely has the better depth at the running back position. But with Trey being Trey and be able to now take 15, 20 carries, this is going to allow you to rotate guys like Rodney, see what Kaziah helps. We don't know what Kaziah, you know, Kaziah was a highly talented recruit, didn't get to play a lot at Penn State, but they liked him. Former four-star guy, we're excited to see what he has. And then you know what guy you know what CJ Campbell can do. He's a bruiser. He likes to run. He can run the ball hard. And then you still have Toa Philly, who who's used. He can run between the tackle. You bounce outside and be used as a receiver as well. So I'm going to give the edge to Florida State just based on solely uh, Trey Benson being the top of the pack across the board at that position. Yeah, I think Trey Benson's probably going to see the ball 12 to 15 times. Oh, maybe, I would say boy, maybe more. Maybe more. But you, I think everybody is missing the fact now. This weather, this weather is going to be horrendous. Okay, in terms of the heat and the humidity, and I keep preaching that. And if anybody's been out in it here in Florida, if you're in Florida, you understand what I'm telling you. All right. So the rotation of these backs is going to be very interesting on both sides, and they're probably going to narrow it down to two to two players, whoever's having that hot hand. But I like Trey Benson here. He knows it's his money year. And 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 let's see if he can be that plow horse. We think Absolutely. he is. Absolutely. Let's go through some of these. Hipnock says LC runbacks are mediocre. Yeah, it, it may be the way that they're using him. Like you said, I don't think they're elite of the elite. They do have some depth, though. So they do have some guys that have tread on them that have played now with Brian Kelly now in year two. So yeah, they have Josh Williams. They have Noah Kane. These guys are capable, or they wouldn't be playing for the LSU Tigers. They're not. No. they're not new guys in the system. That, that's, yeah, that's that, a big thing. except yeah. for the Notre Dame kid, like you said. Yeah. Um, uh, Trash Talk TV says definitely FSU. I think Rodney could be the best running. Yeah, I'm excited to see more Rodney's here. That's the only issue is that we have so many running backs stacked up on this roster that I don't know who who's going to get the most. I I want to see Trey get 15 and 20 carries per per game. That oh, was my frustration. No doubt he is. That was he my is. frustration early last year. Is he was not touching the ball enough because he's he's a guy that needs to wear down a defense. He, you know, you get him 15, 10 plus carries, wear down those arms of those linebackers. It, he's going to break down guys, and then he breaks that tackle, and you run for a touchdown. Right? He's a big man. He's a strong guy. He needs 
he needs volume of carries in order to get those big plays sometimes. So I hope we get that volume. Uh, but I do think Rodney, there's a lot of talent here. They just need to be featured in different ways. So I- I'm excited about this group. All right, moving to receivers. So LSU receiver wise, they had some talent. They had some talent last year. They had some talent this year. Um, they've known they've been known to uh, to develop some great uh, receivers. You see them in the NFL every year. Um, but the, and and they return their best player. They they I would say they return potentially. You know this is a tough one. I was going to say they potentially return the best receiver in this game overall in the league neighbors. That guy is a you know a certified uh, a certified beast over a thousand yards last year. Um, not you know not a big uh, not a big touchdown player, just a big yard generator, right? He only had I think what. Three, three, t- three touchdowns overall last year, but he he just he just eats up yards. He just eats up field. Um, he returned to this game. He he didn't have a big game last year. You kept him pretty well in check. He only had 50, forty-two yards on five receptions, but I mean that's eight yards per reception. Uh, they bring back their talented tight end, Mason Taylor, uh, son of Jason. Uh, so he's talented. You'll have to you know control him uh, in the middle of the field, uh, but you lose Keishawn Boudet, who uh, you uh, you know. Kayshawn, you, you frustrated him last year. He was a non-factor in this game, which was a key for you winning last year, right? You took who yeah. was, quote-unquote, going to be one of their top players in that game last year, and he was a non-factor. You frustrated the hell out of him. Um, he is out. He is out. He's gone to the NFL. Um, so he will not be a factor in this game. So with that said, they do return, like I said, Malik Neighbors, top tight end in uh, Mason Taylor, uh, Kareem, uh, Kareem Lacey. So they returned a lot of players from last year. What are your thoughts? And then also Florida State does too. Just to point that out, you got Johnny Wilson back. You know, you've got Keon Coleman in, transferred in. What are your thoughts on, on this matchup and who has the slight edge? Well, I'm going to give the edge to Florida State. Okay. And the, re- the, reason, the reason is, uh, and again, a lot of these Picks like I'm still disturbed by seeing the LSU helmet in my quarterback side on my side, oh, but okay. we can't split it. We can't split it. You know what I mean? Yeah, That's yeah. okay. I, I get it. I get it. But I want people to understand that some people just join the channel. Go, why are they giving a Why are they giving a quarterback to LSU? Well, they didn't hear about the depth part of the quarterback room. Okay, so it bothers me a little bit. But the receivers, the receivers, I think. I think there's some talent on both sides, but I do like the Florida State receivers overall from the wide receivers to the tight end spots to the tight end spots, the whole receiving core overall. Now, LSU does, apparently there's a lot of competition as all the coaches speak is in all camps, but they're having a lot of competition. Offensive coordinator Mike uh, Denbrock, second year, he runs the RPO, that's that run-pass option, which can can uh, make it interesting on a defense. They have to be aware of stuff. But you, you mentioned all the big names. Malik Neighbors, he's the superstar. He's the one that you have to stifle on, on September the 3rd. He's the guy. Now, I'm figuring it's going to be uh, Fentrell Cypress or it's going to be Ronaldo Green playing him. You know, you take your most experienced guys on the edge there and play him. You've, if you shut him down, you have a good chance to win this win this football game. All right? Mason Taylor, you mentioned him. Mason Taylor comes off a very solid first-year season. He's got big-time potential, apparently, from what I heard from uh, Brian Kelly. 
that he's improved. He's he's improved his blocking abilities at the line, but they also brought in a JUCO guy, a uh, big body guy, Connor yeah. Galbraith. I don't uh, see, but I, but that, but you know, I, I don't see him making a huge difference in a yeah. game like this. No. His eyes will be as wide, you know, as wide as the Mississippi River, and 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 because this will be this will be, I don't know, eighty thousand screaming people or more in Orlando. He he's going to get some rotations though because Mason Taylor can't play the whole game. Yeah. So that's where I believe our tight ends. We have a deep room in our tight ends. We have deep room in our wide receivers, and they're all very talented. I I like what I see in in our receivers. They also have uh, Kareen Lacy. He's been around three years. He's got a uh, he's got about seventy five total catches in his career. Yeah. He's going to be on there. He can. He's got some talent, but yeah. overall, I'll take Florida State in this. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you on this. Um, I think Florida State just has more. And it's hard to say that um, because Florida State loses. I feel like a lot more than LSU did over last season. Once again, it wasn't like anyone outside of you know you lose Florida State from this game last year loses the most production. You lose Ontario Wilson, Pokey Wilson. Only only player to break 100 yards last year, right? You lose Micah Pittman, you lose Cameron McDonald, and, and, and you know Trayshawn who had a, who had a catch. So you lose a lot of players who had some impact, but Pokey Wilson was the that was one of his best games of his career at Florida State, right? Was last year two touchdowns, 100 yards. And big Pokey play. Pokey still best in hand. camp with the Chargers. Yeah, I love Pokey. I, I thought he had probably the best hands on the team last year. I, I still think that. Um, so you have to replace that. And I think Florida State did a great job replacing that. And I, I don't have to go over that again. But I think you you upgrade your roster a lot better than LSU in this offseason in terms well, of bringing uh, in uh, Keon Coleman, in terms right. of bringing in, uh, you know, your freshman, in terms of potential freshmen who could make an impact now. Darius, Hakeem, Destin Hill. And then you also have guys who are waiting to make an impact. Kentron Portier, uh, who made a cup, you know, who's capable of making plays. Winston Wright is now fully back and healthy. He was out. That was supposed to be one. Yeah, of the you've got you've almost year. got too many tools to try to keep them hungry. You can never but, the, but these guys are going to be rotating, and you know, as a coaching staff, if you and I are coaching this team, we're thinking about those rotations. But there's also plays where certain guys are in there, special and, call plays. And so on. But there's going to be a lot of rotations. Yeah. And then you finally match the fact that you match Mason Taylor with Jaheim Bell. That kind of does it for me. You finally got a guy. And I think Biscuit is going to still have plays in this off. I actually think Biscuit may have more plays in this offense than Who? Kyle Morlock does. Or Marquise, or Marquiston. He's oh, Marquiston. Play, he's yeah, Marquiston. He's got the system he's, down. He's been Kyle in the Morlo system. I think Kyle Morlock may play less than everyone thinks. I think it's going to take Kyle a year to develop. Yes, and, and get this is a level. development year. And he's he's not going years. to the he's NFL. Got two, he's right. got two years. He's not going. Exactly. So I, I expect this this matchup. I, I think to your points and above, it goes to Florida State. One thing to point out in terms of rosters: Aaron Anderson, who's a transfer from Alabama yes. to LSU. Yes. He played at the same high school as Destin Hill, former five-star guy. Yep. Uh, should be, may be a bigger factor in the uh, special teams game, but I think that connection is interesting between Destin Hill and him playing at the same high school. Uh, but I'm going to give this matchup uh, uh, to uh, Florida State. Well. Let me add this point I think we're both honing in on is also, and it's going to come up here in a minute, so I'm not going to hound on it. That is, some of my thinking is also based on 
what LSU has in the secondary that we can exploit with the special tools that we have. And I'll, yeah, I'll wait till we get down there. Yeah, right? I'm not necessarily bringing that into my judgment, but oh, I you mean, got to. Will. You have to. Well, no, I, on the I'm success on, rate, on the well, success rate, if you have a, if you're going against a weak secondary, it. it oh, I, I say weak. I said, uh, yeah, I did say weak, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is uh, a weakened secondary, and we'll talk more about that as we go down the line here. It has to factor in how successful that receiver group is going to be. I'm just thinking head to head. Florida State has a stronger position group. That that okay. is that is my okay. thing. Okay. Live chat rules. I have to be civil. I <laughs> be rally. I had to put those uh, those rules in the place because uh, you know there is some stuff being said. But no, you can you, you what? Fine, B. Riley. What is that? You're you're fine. So you're you're good to stay with it. We like you, B. Riley. You're Bring big, it. Bring man, it. Your old man may not like you, but you're you're good here. You're always good here. Bring um, it. All right. Let's move to the next section. Offensive line. Offensive line. So. Uh, you know, this is sometimes hard to it's hard to gauge because sometimes you you only see the number at the end, which is sacks, right? That that's that's the only number that shows up. Well, pressures, gauge, right? pressures, but, sacks. But they don't put that in the box score. They tackles put, behind the line. Of screen. You see a lot PFFs. Um, but last year, Florida State, you know, you, our offensive line didn't give up. I don't believe any sacks last year. Technical, technically, any sacks in the game, while Florida State generated, you know, four. So I'll start with you. You return. Most of your old line, you lose, you know, you lose the captain uh, to, I, I don't think he's in the NFL right now, but you lose the Irishman to the NFL or to Dylan Gibbons. Yeah. To the next level. But outside of that, you return most of your starting offensive line, uh, plus some additional pieces. You got Casey Rock in, uh, you got Maurice Smith back. Dimitri Emmanuel is back. Uh, you got that, that returning man. Uh, and then you got some new pieces. Like I said, Jeremiah Byers from UTEP. Supposed to be a big contributor from a you know conference USA all selection uh, to that line. So you not only return key pieces, you also upgraded pieces to that offensive line. Uh, LSU once again they they weren't the strongest offensive line last year, and Jared Verse exploited the freshman on their line last year. Who okay should grow, okay yeah. should grow this year, uh, but he took advantage of that matchup a couple of times last year. Uh, let's not forget about that. But with that. They did bring in some guy like you. You mentioned Connor Gilbreth, tight end. They may see him slide on the offensive line. He's a big body guy. He's and, big, and they, big they guy. They said He's that bigger. when they recruited yeah. him because he's right. so big. We may swap him into the interior line or onto the edge of the line. Yeah, especially on any run plays, short distance plays, you're going to see him definitely on that line. So they brought in Mason Lunsford as a transfer, as a senior transfer on the team. Uh, DJ Chester as well at right guard. So. They don't have a ton of new changes on their line. Just a lot of young guys who are starting to grow up as well as some elder guys on that line. So what are your thoughts heading into this matchup on the offensive line? Who do you give the edge to? All right, B. Riley, who came in after cutting the grass outside, says, did you all really place Jordan Travis behind Daniels? I already see how I said that. I knew if I put the helmet there. B. Riley, I got to answer you right now. It's because of the depth, the depth. It, it's so close, KB wouldn't split the helmet for me, so there it is. It's full okay. So let me move on. Let me move on. This, yeah, the LSU offensive line, offensive line is still relatively developing, okay? They have a lot of young players. They had a couple freshmen play a lot. One of them was Will Campbell. And now we shouldn't disrespect 
Mr. Campbell. He's probably their number one offensive lineman right now. He's been he he matured over that season. He is ready to go. They see this guy playing on Sundays, not, not probably after this year, but maybe a couple more seasons. This guy is legit. I can't wait to see where and when Jared Verse lines up against him to see what the result is. If you don't think Will Campbell knows that? You don't think Jared Verse knows that? That is going to be a battle to watch in the trenches because for Jared Verse, it's a money season. Yeah. So the, he's Absolutely. going to be matched up against this. This is going to be very, very interesting. But other than that, this is a close one too. This is why we're calling this game very close. Florida State is, Maurice Smith is the returning center, okay? Then you've got Bliss Harris, who, did he play a ton of football last year? He was, he was out. He was out. He was out. He did play a lot. Casey Roderick played at a 1-10, one 1-11 and, one and uh, uh, Colorado team, but he's played a ton of football. He hasn't played here at Florida State. Uh, 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 Dimitri Emanuel, did he play a lot of football? Yeah. He, yeah. he was... He wasn't a starter, I don't think, last season, was he? he? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he rotated in, but he wasn't a starter. And Jeremy Byers wasn't a starter. So Yes, Jeremy Byers was a starter at UTEP. He, he was, yeah. No, he was a starter at UTEP. I'm talking about at Florida State. Okay, okay. I'm talking about at Florida State. Yeah. So we kind of have a newer group, too. They've got Darius Washington and Robert Scott as kind of backups right now. Here's the bottom line. You're going to see an eight- you're probably going to see six to eight guys rotating through that offensive line. These guys tire quickly, and it's going to be tough, especially with a hurry-up offense. I'll give the nudge to Florida State here. Yeah, I agree. B. Riley says that Mockington wasn't a very civil old man. I, I, I will. I'm uh, not I, civil. I, that, that, see this? <laughs> we may have to do reverse rules for the uh, the stream. B. Riley, I, I agree. Uh, <laughs> LSU DBs just lost a key transfer for the year. They get here on time, B. Yeah. Riley. Yeah, Nika, we're gonna we'll we'll be discussing that. I'm saving that, but that, that's a good call out right there. Um, I agree with you, old man. I agree with you. Um, I think the only uh, guy you didn't mention is is Miles Frazier could potentially be. It, it, he could have uh, a potential. They they look at him as somebody who could go to the next level if he outperforms. But he's a guy that's a, I think a junior now. Um, that needs to play above his level if he wants to get to the next level. So that's another guy that we could mention. But I think to your point, I, I think depth wins out. If we're looking at better position group, not just purely head-to-head start the starter, Florida State, you have to give the edge to Florida State just because of everything you mentioned and plus everything they've added. It's not L, like LSU brought in a whole bunch. They didn't retool their offensive line. We brought in a couple of backups. Uh, they brought in a couple of freshmen. Those freshmen, if they're expected to play, I expect them they're to be trouble. exploited again. Yes, exactly. And because we right. have a very right. experienced offensive line and edge rushers. So I'm going to give this edge to Florida State because of everything you mentioned, uh, uh, Jeremiah Byers, Casey Roddick, yeah. and the backups we have so that we, and that we've mentioned in the past, and commenters have mentioned this, we expect to rotate guys in different packages. That's how deep our offensive line is this year, is that we can keep guys fresh. And, and we and we can not only, we're not only depth, but we can use that depth. It's not just there to have. We can actually use it this year. So And I'm Coach Atkins, Coach Atkins understands this now. He he understands there's going to be a rotation. Coach Kelly understands that's where the depth is going to make the difference. And that's why it has to factor into our predictions of who takes which position here. And that's why it factored into the quarterback position. 
Absolutely. All right, we're flipping the script now onto the defensive line. So kind of like we I mentioned uh, previously when we started the offensive line conversation, you know, things you could look at on the defensive line. Florida State caused four sacks last year against uh, the uh, inex- uh, somewhat inexperienced LSU line last year, starting some freshman Jared Verse. I believe he had, what, two sacks last year in the game, uh, two and a half tackles for loss. He, he, he had a monster game, and that was kind of his kickoff journey. And that was against Will Campbell, most of it. Yeah, so exactly. revenge match, cage match two coming up. Exactly. So it, it was a good, you know, and Jared Verse then battled some injuries after that. But no, he had a great starting. And that was his first year, right? His first game with Florida State. Um, it, it adjusting to this level of competition, even though it was against the freshmen mostly. You know, it was a great first game. And he, and he built on top of that uh, for an all-ACC year. So looking at defensive lines, it, it's – once again, it's it's tough. I, I obviously LSU has talent on that defensive line. They obviously have talent on the defensive line. Mm-hmm. But if I'm looking at it, and, and they have NFL guys, they're 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 going to send more NFL guys on the defensive line than they are going to on the NFL line. Mason Smith, that's a first rounder in my eyes, right? I, I think that most experts you would say. Well, is, I is, I, I, I don't know if he's a first rounder right now. He's, he's coming off, an off a very serious yeah. ACL injury, which happened against Florida State, yeah. which was a key injury in that game. 100%. Okay. And I don't, that I'm sure he is being scouted heavily to see how he's recovered. Absolutely. So no, I, I, I agree. Um, but I think if he if he is able to recover from that, which you know sometimes they come back a little bit, it's hard to bend, and it's hard mentally, yes, to come absolutely. back from that. In fact, Brian Kelly was asked about that in, yeah. the, in this this week. He was asked how is he doing mentally about that injury, and Kelly gave positive that he feels he's he's worked through that piece. Yeah, he has. Yeah, that was around. like I'm sorry, that's like Trey Benson when he had the knee. He had to work through mentally, right? To come back through. Yeah. I, I So let me wrap up my my uh, little speech here. In my opinion, he has first-round potential. But like you said, he has to f- show that he's back from his injury. And, and, and he's going in. This could be his money year, right? If he wants to get out of the college, get out of the sludge of, of college and get paid, this is his money year, right, to do it. Um, then you have uh, you have Wingo, who's a very another very talented player, you know, uh, what do you have? Uh, six sacks last year, yeah, you know, 46 total tackles. Um, or sorry, six tackles for loss, three total sacks, um, and four pass reflections. He's another great player. So altogether, they have different players. They don't have necessarily like a, a high top-end player like Jared Burst necessarily. They have potential for those guys to grow into that. And they brought they brought a couple of these guys back. You know, So I'm altogether going to give – it's tough. Um because looking at what, you know, you bring Jared Verse back. If, you know, if you lost Jared Verse, I would give this to LSU. But you bring Jared Verse back. You bring Braden Fist. You bring Fabian Lovett back. You've got the potential of Patrick Payton. You know, you got, you know, what I'm seeing from Jaden Jones and how big that guy is, there's some unknown factors there, but he could show up and have a major role this year. you got Gilbert Edmond coming in this year as well. You lose Gerald Jackson, which I have to knock a point off for that, unfortunately. But I think, once again, the top level for Florida State is a little bit higher than the overall for LSU. Even though LSU may have a little bit more depth, I'm going to give the slight edge in this category to Florida State just because I think our top end is a little bit better than theirs overall. 
with I'm going to give I'm going to give Florida State a, a a bigger edge than you did. Okay. I get Florida State the defensive line based on a lot of what you said. I don't need to go through all of that, but I'm going to be looking at the matchup that Jared Verse gets. You know where where are they going to line him up? They can line they can flip him around a little bit to take advantage of who they think is Will Campbell. Do they think he can still beat Will Campbell? I'm sure Jared Verse wants to go against Will Campbell some, but they may go against a kid on the other side. All right, so Jared Verse money. This is this is this is yeah. the money year. Yep. He needs to perform in the big games. Anybody can perform about against uh, you know Boston College or Virginia Tech. You know he's going to get big numbers, but they want to see what he does in these big games, national TV. Brayden Fisk is a man amongst men. This guy is mountain built. He looks like a mountain. This guy, I'm really excited to see Brayden Fisk. Okay, yeah. he yeah. may be the best defensive lineman on this team, and he hasn't played it down for Florida State. And I don't say that. A lot. Yeah. Okay. He has not played a down yeah. at, at Florida State. He he looks like a guy that can do some damage if he can stay healthy and he can stay in there. I am concerned about how he's going to play in this heat and humidity coming from Michigan area. It is brutal. So he uh, that's going to be interesting to watch. And then he's matched in there with Fabian Lovett. Fabian Lovett, this is your year, brother. Yep. This is it. You stayed for this year. So another money year for Fabian Lovett. We'll see. And everybody loves Fabian Lovett. I think he's been a little overrated in the past. We're going to see. This is his game to step up. He went down last year in this game to an injury. You know, he had some injury problems. But this is his year. He has to make his money this year. I like Patrick Payton. I like all our backups. Gilbert uh, uh, Gilbert Edmond is stepping up. You got Dennis Briggs. You got Joshua and Farmer. He was playing behind Daryl Jackson, it looked like, but now he's up there too. So we've got a number of players in that rotation. Again, a very, it's going to be a lot of guys rotating through. That's the only way you're going to win this game is through depth and rotation. Florida and State gets this nudge. It's the only other point I'll bring up is that just like Florida State did. LSU went out and they brought in some transfers on their defense. They line. brought in yeah. Uh, yeah. Harris Shan, Jalen Lee, Jordan Jefferson, guys jump, you know, they brought in some tools to use. And these are final year. One's a, you know, a senior transfer, junior transfer. So these are guys with experience that they're looking to bring in and they'll be rotating these guys heavily, I expect, right? They're not just gonna rely on Wingo and, and rely no, hopefully you can't. It's, it's impossible and that's what i'm saying they this offensive line is going they're going to have to rotate this offensive line at florida state like we talked about because they brought in some guys that they expect to they're going to bring the pressure at florida state not just from the line but we'll talk about the linebackers so uh, that's why i think it's going to be a little bit closer because kelly went out and he brought in some boys some veterans to come in and bolster this lineup better than it was last year so just because they can't they can't lose a guy and then that defense go to crap so it'll be interesting. So you're going to. And you know, one of the things. things you'll see to watch for is where do these rotations take place? Well, they'll take place on first and second down, and a lot of times it'll be in the middle of the field. Okay, maybe between the forties. Okay, but once you get closer into the red zone, then all of a sudden you're going to see your top guys, your first line guys in there. Yeah. It that the matchup on rotations and when they occur 
is fascinating. Will be fascinating to watch. Yeah, I, I mean, B brother, that's a that's a good point. Um, Fabian Lovett, you know, some people, you know, they're showing he's out of the boot, he's out of the boot, stuff like that. His his overall health has to be concerning, like it was last year, right? When we went through that three game stretch, is when you know people say the the production tanked, and now he's coming this season, coming off seems like he was banged up, and maybe he's healthy again, maybe he's not. But there is no week zero this year, right? There is no week zero. You're not playing Duquesne week zero to warm up you're going right into the fire against lsu a very talented lsu team and like you said b riley you don't have the backup of daryl jackson anymore you don't have that emergency plan anymore so guys like fisk these backup options you know these younger guys are going to have to step up for florida state they're going to have to be ready to step into that defensive line position uh and and be ready to play dennis yeah 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 yeah. you're exactly right you're exactly right yeah, love it and Fisk have to earn their money. They've got to earn it. I mean, I mean, in a sense, they've really got to play their best in this game because then you're bringing in younger players. Even though you're bringing in uh, Edmund and you're bringing in Dennis Briggs or a you know a f- farmer, if we don't get great production out of Fisk and Fabian Lovett, it could be troublesome. No, but that's what I'm saying. I, I think you have to get you have to expect someone else to step up in that line. Because I'm a I'm a little afraid that Brandon, Brandon Fisk looks the part, but I think it's gonna take some acclimation time. So you're gonna have to expect someone on this that's been on this team for a little while. You know, someone who's been on this team for a little while, like Denix Briggs, or maybe it's you know, maybe it's Daniel Lyons or Josh. One of those guys, Malcolm Ray, one of those guys needs to take the next step. Maybe it's Gilbert, you know, Gilbert, someone has to take the next step on this team that's been on this team who's brought in a year or two ago. It can't, we can't just rely on transfers. One of those guys needs to take the next step or we could have some trouble if Fabian Lovett is already banged up. That that's, I think that's the consensus there. All right, let's look at linebackers. So if you've ever watched this show, you know that our linebacker group is not, uh, yeah, uh, B-Rally says, yeah, I wasn't concerned with DJX in the rotation. Now Faba goes down, we're on to Farmer and Bricks. Yeah, that that's the concern and, and, that's why that's why one of those two guys needs to be able to take the next step this year. They need to step up and grow to that next level, or like you said, we could be in major, major trouble. So we step into the linebacking group where if you've ever watched a show before, you know it's not my favorite group. It's not my favorite group. It's not that I don't love the players we have. I love Kalen Floach. I think I've seen huge development from where he began with the Willie Taggart era to where he's come with Mike Narvell, the guy's transformed in my eyes. He's explosive. He's so much stronger than where he was. Um, I thought he made a huge step last year. Um, same with, uh, you know, you get Tana Bethune back, who who seems he's a leader in that group. He, he, he goes where the ball is. DJ Lundy plays a role in this linebacking core. But my issue is, is that you don't have an elite playmaker in that group for Fuller State. You have a bunch of guys that can do their job and do their job well, but sometimes they can get lost on a on a on an explosive receiver. They can't or they can't follow the running back all the way through. The, that's a big play will happen that way. And now you know you bring in you have Omar Graham Jr. who has you know he's a Richard freshman I believe. You bring in Tamarco Ward, who I don't think as a true freshman is going to play and he has to play as a you know true freshman that may be concerning. And then you bring in Brian Courtney. Who's coming over from you know the tight end position? You didn't. You weren't able. You didn't go out in the portal and get a 
an explosive linebacker or, or an all, you know, kind of an all-American linebacker like you did with kind of receiving positions and defensive line. You didn't bolster that linebacker group. And that concerns me because I, I do think this is maybe a suboptimal group in your defense. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's just above average for me in this defensive line. Now you look at what they have at LSU, and I think it's a good group. I, I think they, once again, they went out, they brought in, I believe, two or three transfers on that line. You got Omar Spades, Zay Alexander, Denver Harris. They brought in a number of players. They brought, they knew they had an issue there. They had some guys they needed to replace, and they went out and did it. Now, I don't think either group is elite at linebackers. But for this, I, I think I would potentially give the nod. I don't know. I'll wait for your answer, old man. I, I want to get your answer before I make it. i got to think my number a little Okay, bit. and there's one guy you left off the LSU thing. Uh uh, is Harold Perkins. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Harold Perkins is on the uh, Butkus watch list. And, and so, uh, yeah, I think, I think you, you got the other guy Perkins and he, uh, he, he was their lean sack, the yeah. sack that leader last year. Yeah. Uh, so you, if you throw him in there with Spates, they have a, you know, I don't know what their backup situation is. I agree with you that it's pretty even. I think they both have above average linebacker core which can be exploited at times uh, I think Florida states are a little undersized but yeah. there again maybe Kalen Deloach becomes the spy on 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 Jaden Daniels because you're gonna need a guy who can keep him in the pocket Jaden yeah. Daniels likes to run the football you know and and I think I think they're about average each. This is going to be it. This is a tough one. I wish we could split the helmet thing, you know. Uh, I'm going to stay with Florida State. The reason being, our guys have been in the system longer. Our two starters, uh, you know, Bethune and Deloach have been in our system longer. They understand now what they need to do and how they need to do it more than the transfers coming in. Of, on LSU. I think these LSU transfers can be exploited in the linebacker core because they're they're going through their first camp and their first season. Yeah, I, I, there, there can be some of that, but I, I do agree with B. Riley. And you brought it up. The leading sack guy on their team, the lean sack leader on their team, sorry, I said leader twice, Harold Perkins, probably the best linebacker of both sides. That's probably true. And I think, I just think for that alone, and we're not comparing starter to starter, but I think, once again, I give, he kind of, his value is so high compared to everyone else on the field in the linebacking groups. I give more points to that, and then the depth behind them for both teams is is not elite, right? He's the most elite player of both groups, and that gives LSU a, t- a hat tip in my mind because he can, he could potentially turn the tide of the game just by himself. And everyone behind that is just kind of like average to above average, right? And they brought in transfers who are kind of an unknown in this game, right? We know what Florida State has. We, we know what those players do. We didn't yeah, bring and, anyone new. Right, These right. guys that they brought in are unknowns. So I, I'm going to give the edge to LSU just to be right at this point for Harold, uh, Harold Perkins alone. So we'll, we'll, we'll split the difference there. You'll, I'll take LSU. You'll take Florida State. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. You got you got another comment on that? Well, I was just repeating the comment I said that I like that our two starters, but again, the rotations are going to come into effect here. It's when you rotate, what do you get? I like our starters because they've been in the system longer yeah. than than LSU's combined. 
yeah, uh, you I, know, in their system. So if our guys can stay healthy and stay in the game 75% of the time, then I think we, we have that slight edge. But it's the pretty reason, close. Yeah, pretty close. It, I, I think it's going to be close. And the only reason I couldn't go with that argument is because you could use that same argument against us with receivers, is that you bring in a lot of the unknowns. I understand. I understand. And I understand. they bring back a lot of their receivers, but they're just not huge productivity guys. You know, I understand. So, um, all right, DBs. Once again, now my favorite group, and not because I don't think they're bad players, is that we just lack a all-American playmaker. In the well, field. what in you're saying, opinion, in my opinion, yeah, what you're saying, KB, is you're not convinced this defense is for real yet. I, I think not, that's what I'm hearing from I, okay, you. Not my favorite group. Not my favorite group. You know, I think you're, you're. you're that's okay. It's okay to have. This is not a hugs and kisses network program. This is about our feelings and our fans and viewers' feelings about it. It's okay. Let me explain my methodology. My thinking. If you can't win the trenches consistently, then everything behind you needs to be a solid plus. It needs to be great, great plus. Now, do I think our, our our line got a lot better this offseason? I think it got better. I'm still not sold on Fabian Lovett, his health, and his performance on the interior line. Daryl Jackson, to me, is a big impact. I thought he would have made a significant difference on the performance of this interior line. Losing him has me concerned. If we cannot establish a consistent, not just edge pressure, but interior pressure, that puts more pressure on the linebackers, who I don't think are elite, and then that puts more pressure on the defensive backs because there's no pressure on the quarterback. He can just sit back there for a, a little bit uh, extended period of time. So with that being said, for Florida State, like I said, you bring in Fetchel Cypress, which I love. That was a great pickup to get that kid out of UVA who broke out last year. You bring back Greedy Vance, Renardo Green, Shaheen Brown. Shaheen Brown, I think, could have a, a potentially a breakout year. But you could do a, a keen dent who I believe, I think as a senior, you know what he has, he brings to the table now. Jerry and Jones, good player, but you know what he brings to the table by this point, right? A lot of these guys near Renardo Green, you know what he brings to the table at this point, right? I don't, I think you've seen some of these guys cap at what they can bring to the table. But Fentrell Cypress, I think, can can do a little bit more for you. Now, on the flip side, and you guys got like, you guys got, you, we got guys like Ashlyn Barker, transfer freshman. You know, I in Conrad Hussey, I don't know if they're, they're going to play. KJ, Darius, I don't know if those guys are going to play. Hopefully, they don't have to play because that means we have more issues than we thought, right? Looking at LSU's side, as the chat pointed out, they just lost a major contributor on their defense, right? They've been, having, they've been having some injury issues already in camp. They're yes. not major ones, but they lost J.K. Johnson. Yes. Uh, to a fracture. He was the Ohio State transfer, as you're talking about, a former top 50 recruit. He's pretty much – he's not going to make the Florida State game, and we hope he comes back. We hope he you mends well. Yeah. You hate to see that, yeah. you know, on a player. But he could be out, as Coach Kelly said, an extended period of time. I think he's going to have a medical red shirt. Yeah, that's – If the NCAA still has such a term as that. Yeah, that, that it's super unfortunate. But with that said, they LSU on the flip side is, I think, 
their defensive backs were worse than Florida State's last year. They struggled with that, and, and Florida State found ways to exploit that in the game last year, going over top of Johnny Wilson and Ontario Wilson. And they brought in transfers to address that, and like you said, they've already lost one of those key guys. So with that, they don't have a ton of depth, and what they did bring in, they're already losing. They may even start a freshman this year as their lead cornerback, as their uh, right-side cornerback, and, and JV and Devonia. So I think if we're looking, you know, they got Major Byrne, you know, uh, Greg Brooks. They, they got they do have players that have been in the system a little while, but a lot of this team in the defensive backfield is relatively new or transfers. Or yeah, sh- shout out to Nico Sharkey there saying that that's that that J.K. Johnson. You yeah. know, he, yeah. he's the guy they lost, and that's going to hurt them. And then we skip down, you know, as you say to uh, B. Riley, uh, you know, saying that. It is a hot mess. I agree with yeah. B. Riley yeah. on this. Yeah. Everything I'm hearing, because I'm listening and reading a lot on the LSU side, is it's not, and I like what B. Riley said, no, no cohesion. Yes. Yeah. I think they are ripe for the picking in terms of confusion plays, you know, crossing receivers. I think it's going to be an issue. And when we get into their backups, when we get into the backups, it's going to be exploited even more. Our offense is well equipped to exploit their defense. If 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 our offensive line holds up and can keep Jordan on his feet long enough, we're going to exploit them and could have a big night. As you can see here, safety free safety, everything in yellow is new this year on their team. You have five new players between transfers and freshmen in their defensive backfield. And that's a great point. So, like I said, I may not be in love with their defensive backs, but I think they can get the job done compared to the issues that LSU may have. So I'm going to give the edge to Florida State. Yeah, I think uh, uh, William McMillan there. William, I heard LSU D-backs getting killed. That's true. Well, I don't know. I, I haven't heard they've been getting killed. I have heard that the, the defensive secondary – is coming along a little bit slower it's good. than they than they had yellow. hoped. Yeah, look at all now, this, this cohesion. Now, <laughs> the cohesion here's what her. that here's what that means. When I hear their group is not there's no cohesion, they're coming along a little bit slower. They're trying to get everybody worked in. That means they're going to try to keep that secondary in more basic, more basic formations, so they don't have to think as much. Because when a player starts thinking, we've seen that at Florida State. When you have to think too much, you don't react well. Yeah. So that's important. But it also may mean that if they're not getting pressure from their front, from their front, then LSU may have to start blitzing yeah. more. And Florida State has to be ready for that yeah. in yeah. that regard. And then we should be able to take, to take advantage of that secondary. This, yeah, at 100%. And I believe if, if Florida State dominates the trenches early, they will this game very easily. And I, so I give Florida State the edge on the defensive backs. I'll be very interested in watching the matchups with uh, neighbors, uh, and that's probably against, as I said before, against uh, Green, you know, Ronaldo Green, and or uh, Fentrell Cypress. Yeah. Both Green and Cypress are looking for the money bag. This is their year. They're going to the NFL next year for sure. For sure. Okay. And they want the bet. They should be seeking the best matchups they can find to put on tape. Yeah. 
and, and two, and I think B. Riley brought it up, this defensive backfield could change my mind if Shaheen Brown and Azaria Thomas, if they make a jump here, right? Like I said, there, there's already some knowns. There, Akeem Dent, we know what he does. Renardo Green, we know what he does. Chris Vance, we know what he does. But Thomas and Shaheen, they have the ability to continue to develop. And, and I do think they have potentially high upside. And I'm excited about that. And then Fentrell, literally last year was his breakout year, right? Does he have more? Could he grow even more? Or, or was that, you know, so that I'm excited about him. Well, and, well, but, as we've said. I, but, I don't think Fentrell is going to be a high NFL caliber player just because of how it's sizing. But I do think, just like Jamie Robinson, he can be a great college football player. So I'm excited to see what he can bring and if he can make a big impact on this on this level. Yeah, and 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 again, we've said it before. We'll say it again. Our front line has to has to create chaos up front and get Jaden Daniels out of any rhythm. Okay, he can throw the ball long. If you allow that kind of time, your your defensive secondary can only hold up so long. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. These guys, the receivers are going against are great caliber receivers, and our guys can only hold up so long, all right? Absolutely. So it's important to understand that it's not all on the secondary. It starts up front. All right. Now we go into the last category and, and the most fun, and mm. the one that can could possibly – well, it won the game last year uh, or lost the game, depending on who you're a fan of. Um, yeah, for us, they won, they won that's the game. True, that's true. Um, and I would say it, it potentially cost Florida State a couple of games last year, depending on their decision-making. Um, special teams. And, and keep this in mind, old man, for special teams, we're counting field goals, yep. kick return, all of it, all of it together. Not just field goal kicking, but punting, kick returns, punt returns, everything in one bag here. So think of it like that. So once again, you lose your main kick returners, right? You lose Sam McCall who was yardage-wise probably second in, in uh, kick return yardage. You lost him to transfer to Colorado. Micah Pittman, your punt re- main punt returner, he's gone. Uh, he, he did essentially all your punt returns. He's gone. Uh, and then Ontario Wilson did a little bit of punt returning. He's gone. And that's it. So uh, kick return-wise, it's Trey Benson. And that's it. Right now you're doing kick return by committee in practice. Uh, and from some of the clips I've seen, there's been some fumbles, which scare me. They may have to get the squirt yeah, guns back those. out. They may have to get the squirt guns back oh, out. Know. You know. <laughs> but uh, that's a little scary because love him or hate him. And I, I don't think there's a lot of any hate for him. But Micah Pittman, he may have not shown up on the you know on the yardage or the scoreboard a lot. That dude could – he secured the ball. And that's all I ever wanted. I didn't need him to score touchdowns. I didn't need him to do anything else. He blocked on the edge – and he secured the damn football in the punt game. Never, I don't think he ever dropped one. Or he didn't fumble one away. And that's all you want. You don't want the field to flip. And that you will miss that. And now I, I think they're testing out. A, chat, correct me if I'm wrong. I think like Destin Hills being tested out there. And some of the younger guys, some of the transfers being tested out there. Um, so right now it's, it's, it's a competition. That kind of scares me. Because once again, there is no Duquesne warm-up. You know, you can't test them out there in that first week zero game. You're going to go into live fire, and someone's uh, a potentially a freshman, true freshman potentially, is going to be back there with guys running past his face, right, trying to collect this ball. So that scares me. Um, looking at field goal kicking, Ryan Fitzgerald, 
you have some you bring in Tyler uh, Keltner uh, to to out of Eastern Tennessee East Tennessee University I believe it is um, to compete once again I believe this is probably Ryan's competition to lose I, as the incumbent what he was 60 percent of field goals last year not freaking accurate um, when you needed them to be in the big games. Uh, pretty consistent on field goal or extra points, but 60% is not going to win you, not going to get you to the playoffs. I'm just sorry to say. If you want to get to the playoffs or if you want to win the ACC championship, you got to kick uh, above 60%. That's just my opinion. Let me know if you disagree with that. No, I, I think you're right on with that. I, I don't have any big arguments there. I'm, I don't think LSU has anything that's exceptional in their special teams. Um, I think both teams are really we know we know how valuable special teams is in a football game yeah and and especially you know i i like our punter i really like alex uh mastermano i i think he's going to do a good job this year for us he's got potential to play on sundays but he needs to have a really good year and if not he'll probably come back but i think i i think you know, he's done this a lot now. He's not going to be scared of the moment. But his punts, uh, I think, are uh, could be a, a big positive for Florida State in this game. Ryan Fitzgerald is likely, as you said, to be the kicker. And he's going to get – he's going to have to – his coach cannot be scared to put him in the game. The coach has to understand what his range is, but the coach can't have to be scared that – even within range, I'm afraid to put him in because he may miss. Those are two different things, yeah. all right? And so uh, from what I hear, Ch- Chimento, uh, you know, uh, is a, a fresh a redshirt freshman backup at punter. I don't know much about him, but Keltner supposedly is the longer leg. So if it came down to a long field goal, I would expect maybe, the, you know, they'll put Keltner in to take a shot. I think Keltner could be your kickoff guy. And please, I beg the kickers, please kick the ball just out of the end zone. If you want to play on Sunday, if you can't kick the ball out of the end zone on kickoffs now, you got a problem. Okay, you got a problem unless the wind's blowing it back 10 miles an hour, 20 miles an hour. Uh, come on, guys. You know, Or don't kick it out of bounds. You know, uh, Those are killers. Those are killers. Don't do that. So... I, I'm gonna. This this is kind of an unknown, you know. But we know what Florida State has. I'm gonna give the edge to the Seminoles. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna give the edge to the Seminoles. Uh, just for things you you know. You just LSU, have a bad taste in your mouth no, from L, last year. But LSU returns two of their top four returners, at, at you know, and Malik Neighbors and Noah Kane. So they have guys that have returned kicks before. Uh, they also, I mean, we returned Trey Benson, but I don't think Trey Benson should be back there as the number one running back anymore. He should not well, be returning. Yeah, I, and I forgot to throw in the returners. That's my fault. And I agree with you 100%. Trey Benson should not be returning kickoffs, and he should not be returning punts, which he doesn't he, do anyways. Doesn't do that, no. But he shouldn't be back there. No. I mean, if you don't have other guys on your team that can return a kick, then we have a problem. Yeah. We, we have a depth problem. So I think... Yeah, I think it's a little bit by committee, which bothers me about guys who can't catch punts. Yeah. Okay. So I and listen, it's hard to do. It's I, I'm not sitting here saying it isn't hard to do. It's hard to catch a football 
coming down oh, yeah. in, in front of all these people. That's it's, why Micah Pittman was so right. valuable to you because yeah. he didn't drop the damn football. Exactly. He might not have returned it for great yardage, but he didn't drop yes. the football and he didn't allow it to hit and just roll most of the time. Yeah. I'm giving That's the what, yeah. So I'm giving the SLSU because okay. they have a more accurate field goal kicker and they have a a, a better returning uh, return unit. I'm going to say Florida State because Mike Norvell can will solve this problem. I don't know how he's going to solve it or who it's going to be, but he'll solve the problem. All right, all right, well, well, we'll disagree on that. So we have our final results. So it looks like I got three points. You know, I got five points for Florida State versus three for LSU, and you have essentially all Florida State. You have one point in the LSU. Bucket. And a half. I should have a half so nobody rails me up here, especially B. Riley. A half, okay. Hey, look, he, yeah, he says Fitz buried a 52-yard in practice Wednesday. Nobody rushing against him, you know. Uh, Eighty thousand screaming people, hot as hell. It was inside. I bet money on it, and so on. He's an unknown. He's an unknown. So that's a real close one. I can't argue with KB. Kind of giving that side to LSU, uh, but I'm gonna go with the Knowles and say Norvell. Figures yeah. it out. B. Riley, if Coleman's going to be the kick return, that that could be interesting. Um, that that could be an interesting wrinkle to uh, to the game plan there. So that'll be if he's the guy. Um, that 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 could change my thinking, but I, I want to see it happen. I want to see it live with him. But for now, I'm going to go with LSU. But I think overall, in our picks, we both we both pick Florida State overall as the better matchup. In the better matchup, we're not agreeing with. Uh, ESPN that has LSU winning this matchup by a 70% indicator or 70% indicator in, in, in the overall matchup. So even though I, I'm in my season preview, I did say uh, LSU would just barely squeak it out. There's a lot of factors that go into play with that. I mean, LSU losing when they're starting defensive backs this week changes, changes the ball game a little oh, bit. It can change. I mean, it fine. can change right up to game time. Yeah. Anything yeah. could change up to game time. So these predictions are difficult. This is such a close game. Yeah. This will be a great game to watch. Yeah. And it could be a flip of the coin type of game. So it's it's difficult. Hey, thanks for putting my halves up there. I like I, that. I, I Thank, you, that yeah. Thank you, KB. Thank you, KB. I appreciate it. You take but care. Let us know if you're watching this pre-recorded or watching live. If there's anything you disagree with up here, I mean, I think we're pretty fair. I think we're pretty fair with the matchup. But let us know if you agree or disagree. Anything we should have changed. It'll be interesting to see when the game actually goes live. What this looks like and uh, who wins each battle. In the recap show, we pull it up again and just see who won, who actually won each of these matchups in that uh, post-game review show. The winner of this game will be the one that handles the heat and the humidity. The most. Do you it know is. how hot it, it is, is in critical. Baton Rouge right now? It's 95 of degrees. Of course it is. And let me give you a quote. Of course I know that. Come on. I know that. I, I don't think I, listen, I'm going to directly quote. I'm going to directly quote Coach Kelly. Oh, my God. I'm going to quote. He said, we're practicing in this hot and humid, or we're practicing in the environment to make us mentally stronger so when the moment comes, guys can step up saying this is not because hot and cold can be mentally factors big mental factors oh really and, okay and, okay breaking news everyone breaking news the old man is saying um you know cold and hot can affect your body your mental everything you know science are you done are you done no, no. are you done 
Okay, so when the other thing we could see in this game is one team could have the momentum and doing hurry up and a guy goes down, right? Is oh, it God. fake? Is I it faked? That. Is it that. cramping? You're going to see that, so get ready for it. Get ready I for it. And the coaches that. are aware of it. So the cramping thing is going to be full force. Full force, That's whether why. it's real or whether it's fake. That's it's going to be full force. There's, it's going to be a long game. It's going to be a lot of timeouts. And there's going to be a lot of players down because of heat. And they should just bang the ball away with Trey Benson. Just let him wear on those arms, let him weigh down on those linebackers. It's going to be a great right. football game. It could be a classic football game. Yeah, awesome. Now, All right. let's, well, let's end it with this. Win or lose, and we've talked about this a little bit in our, in our, in our preview. Win or lose, it's a non-conference game. But beyond that, it is important for Florida State to show up and show out and win. And if they lose, it better be damn close because this is an important building game. And you've got a lot of recruiters, commitments sitting out there who want to see what's yeah. going on. I, 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 yeah, as long as it's close. And a lot of them will be on the sidelines. Yeah, this is, if you lose this game, you, get, you, don't, you don't have your uh, mulligan anymore. If you lose this game, regardless if it's close enough, That's right. you don't get your mulligan for the season. So That's right. you can win this game, potentially lose to Clemson, potentially have a shot at something greater. But if you lose this game, you have you you have to go perfect. If it's you how you lose the game, if you yeah. lose. No, I don't no. think Florida's guys going to lose. We're going to win this game. Yeah. All right. I think that's going to do it for now. Let us know if you would be, agree or disagree with our breakdowns and our selections uh, like we have shared. So here it is one more time. Uh, old man is going all FSU. I give LSU a little bit of a break on quarterbacks, linebackers, and such things. Remember, these are positional groups, not starter to starter. Uh, so keep that in mind. But let us know what you all think as you're watching this. And we just recently, just so you know, we were able to launch memberships for the first time. For 99 cents, you can get an old man emoji on 99 YouTube. cents. So, so, so check that out. You can see it below uh, on YouTube. But once again, we appreciate you all coming by, giving your comments. Uh, old man is traveling. Uh, he's going to be traveling to um, what, Argentina. I'll be on a recruiting trip to Argentina he, and Uruguay starting next week. He's got warrants out, so he has to go and, <laughs> and get out of the country for a while. But uh, everyone, we appreciate you all coming by, giving your comments and your thoughts. And uh, I may be doing a live show next week by myself. Uh, no old man because the warrants. Uh, but uh, but I'll be monitoring. I may call it. You never know. We'll be checking out. And then check out the old man emojis. All right. Take care, everyone. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you soon. Go Knowles. Bye-bye, guys. Go Knowles. Go Knowles.